You are listening to the Smuggler's Galaxy Podcast, my favorite podcast to listen to on long flights across the galaxy. This is the way. We wanted men. Welcome to episode 163 of the Smugglers Galaxy Podcast, your favorite Star Wars podcast for smugglers in the galaxy. Jason's got his ghost shirt on yet today because I had mine on yesterday and he refuses to be twinsies. But one day, one day I will catch him and we will be twinsies and he will be embarrassed and it will be awesome. <laughs> I'm trying to avoid that at all costs. <laughs> We're going to get you. I swear one day I'm, I'm going to have it like hiding in my car or something and just go grab it when you have it on and we'll be twinsies well then i guess i need to carry a spare shirt with me at all times so i can <laughs> quickly swap them and then people are gonna be like weren't you guys twinsies nope no i don't know nope. what you're talking no nope. same shirt glenn's wearing it now right we just we just swapped shirts i gave him he gave me mine or his or whatever <clears throat> Yeah, so if people don't know what we're talking about, there's a, a guy on Etsy made a limited run, a screen printed. Uh, if you remember the Millennium Falcon schematic shirt, the red shirt that everyone makes fun of that was available at Target. Like one of the first, it was like one of the first Star Wars shirts ever really mass produced. Yeah, Target. Right. They they made a Death Star version, which I have. They have the AT, AT version, which I have, which is blue you, you- Death Star. What? what what the AT AT what's AT-AT, that AT yep what's that you uh, mean the AT no all terrain attack transport I think it is I don't remember armored troop armored troop trans all terrain armored, armored transport transport I don't anyways somebody <laughs> made like a ghost version of it enamel enamel something or other on Etsy yeah. I don't know if there's many left but yeah so. We both ordered one, but the my quest is not to show up wearing it with Glenn. <laughs> I don't want to be like twinsies, and I don't, no, don't. We're not twinsies. This it's is bad, not a uniform. Yeah. It's almost as bad with the. Uh, it's getting as bad with the Jurassic Park shirt too, because I almost wore mine, and then we had another guy at the meetup yesterday wear wear his. I was like, yeah, I had uh, a Jurassic Park shirt as a kid, and I've been tempted to buy that, but. There's a lot of people with that shirt. Yeah. Well, I got it at Kohl's. And whenever a shirt's at Kohl's, everybody has it. It was at Target, too. Oh, well, maybe it was Target. Oh, no, it was Target because Target was running like a 20 or 30% yeah. off apparel sale. So I grabbed it. Um, But yeah, you wore it at the meetup yesterday. Uh, I know better to wear the shirt at meetups just in <laughs> case. And uh, yeah, so good times. All right. So uh, how's your week going? My week? Since it's been so long since we've seen each other. Yeah. Yesterday was <laughs> yesterday was crazy uh, busy, but the week's been fine. I uh, did pick up a couple things in the mail. I did get the 40th anniversary Black Series Job of the Hut. I got... Arctic Is that the one with Salacious? Yeah, I have. Yeah, but it's not carded. 
the carded version, the TBC version comes out next year. Oh, okay. Um, and I think Hasbro did that to space things apart. What? So, yeah, so you wouldn't buy two Jabba's at the same time. And then uh, I got the Darth Vader with the removable helmet 40th anniversary. I got the Royal Guard 40th anniversary. And then I got the R2-D2 40th anniversary, which was cool because when you hold it up to the other version of like the original R2-D2, it's bigger. It's better scale for R2-D2. They underscaled it for Black Series originally. Mm-hmm. Uh, Because the first R2 was one of the first Black Series release. So it was like a little mistake they made and they just never fixed it up until now, 10 years later. Well, they have to make a new mold. So, yeah, (laughs) it'll take some 10 years to make a new mold. We're just going to carbonize it and crystallize it and holiday edition it. And then 10 years later, we'll make a new mold. Well, probably what happened, the mold might have broke. And then they're like, I guess we got to fix this. Maybe. But they use the same body now for R5. There's a new R5 coming out. It's the same body. It's the same. I mean, it is anyway. So why? I mean, which, whatever. Well, that's which, what we, we, huh? Don't get me wrong. That's fine. That's right. a smart repack. That's what we've been asking them to do is smart yes. repacks. Yes. I don't, I don't wanna... care. I don't care a smart repack. I don't, I don't care. Yeah. But when I don't, you do the stupid crap. I don't want an all black version of R2-D2. I don't want a carbonized version of R2-D2. I don't want a holiday edition R2-D2. I don't want a hologram edition R2-D2. I don't want a white version of R2-D2. I don't want a gold version of R2-D2. I just want R2-D2. Now, if they did the Empire droid that's black and gold or black and rolls or whatever, that would be badass. Yeah, that's fine. Because that's in canon. It's on screen and it's a smart repack. Right. But R2-D2's not wanted, and they haven't announced anything. He does, He's not wanted by anyone. He's no bounty, so we don't need <laughs> to crystallize him. Make it translucent. Watch. Somebody from Hasbro listens to this show, and it'll come up. Oh, shh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure, yeah. That's exactly. Hasbro people have nothing better to do than listen to this podcast. I'm just feeling negative, so I got to flip it around. I don't want to okay, be negative. Okay, let's flip it show. around. So uh, I also yeah. got the N1 Starfighter, but I haven't opened that yet. Are you going to open it? I haven't opened it from the box. I just like it's been so, <clears throat> such a busy week. I got the box, I put it in my room, and then I was like, I got to do something else. I haven't taken the time to slice the box open, open it up. Yeah, I hate when that happens because you really are like you 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 get it and. You want to take the time enjoying opening it, but then you never get the time. So then it takes two weeks to get to it. Or it just, it always bothers me if I can't open something right when I get it. Mm-hmm. Because like, th- that's something you should spend time with, you know, especially something that big. Yeah. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> um, We can get to tomorrow later, but how was your, uh, your week? My week was all right. I got I finally got uh I got some of my Bill and Ted stuff paid off and picked that up. Uh that came in a couple of days ago and it's basically it was a uh it looks like it's stuff from maybe the presentation when they were presenting the uh the line to uh Kenner or to whoever when they were making the the original presentation because mm-hmm. it's got a, a presentation board from um Billy yeah, Billy the Kid. I was going to say Jesse James, but it's Billy the Kid. Yeah, Billy the Kid. And uh, then it's got a bunch of pictures of the hard copies from and then with notes and stuff on the back. And um, you can tell they painted the hard copies because the hard copies are normally blue and they painted them like a a tan or a gray. 
Um, and they didn't do a very good job. I mean, cause I, when you, I guess you can't see the, the, the details very well. And so they painted them that color. They painted them a different color so you can see that the details pop and like in the neck folds or when there's folds, you can see that they, it just was a quick spray paint. Um, so that's, that's pretty cool. And it's got basically hard copies and, uh, maybe like first painted hand painted first shots and stuff on it. Uh, so it's, it's just cool to have, uh, that, that little piece of Kenner history, uh, and Bill and Ted history in my, in my collection. And, uh, I finally got, uh, some slide holders from Ian, uh, that he, um, there was a shipping mishap. I was supposed to have them on from this in July from the summer social, but then he, uh, ended up now they ended up not getting packed and Narayan got some. So he ended up just shipping them all up to Narayan and it took us three months to hook back up with them. Um, so he can get them to me. I, and, uh, those are pretty cool. I was for, that was probably some, those are probably some of the best acrylic I've seen Ian, uh, put out because it's just, it's very detailed and very, um, intricate. Uh, I came in a nice little box with his logo on it and stuff. I was like, man, Ian's stepping it up. Um, so they hold like little 35 millimeter slides. And uh, what else did I pick up? My wife picked me up. Actually, I had a pretty good week. She picked me up like this Galactic Heroes set. Uh, she found it. I, I have no clue where, uh, but it's all like the deluxe Galactic Heroes figures in baggies. And it came in a little mailer box. And uh, then at the meetup yesterday in one of the lots was another Galactic Heroes, a uh, boxed Galactic Heroes uh luke with a speeder bike and i picked that i bought that from the guy who won it uh because he was thrown in a lot with everything because we'll get to that in a minute uh then my did i talk about the tvc sabine no i didn't i, no. I got the i got my tvc sabine and then at target this was like towards the beginning of the week i found the tvc thrawn and uh it was an opener so i opened him up i was really wanting to kind of keep it on the card um i was gonna buy two one that i can put with the ghost and one that i can keep with uh, on the card and i just when i found that one was an opener i just canceled my amazon order because it was like three dollars cheaper than amazon and um yeah it is i compared it directly with my uh black series and it's just a scaled down version uh the paint apps are a little different uh the black series his hair is black and on the TVC, his hair is like blue. So the, the the paint apps are a little different. Uh, and then the Sabine, I compared the Sabine's the same way, it's the same figure. Uh, but I did compare my black series Sabine to like the Bo Katan and the, the the removable helmet mandos I have. And on the black series, the helmet is to scale with everything else. The TVC, the helmet is just ridiculously off. Yeah, because when you scale it down, the walls for the black series uh, for the helmet would have to be incredibly thin, probably right. too thin to actually pull it off the head without damaging it. Probably. So they had to thicken it, which makes it seem like it's a bobblehead. Yeah. So which is an ex which is an extreme. I get that, but uh, you know, you get the idea. Right. Yeah. It just it doesn't look right, and I don't have any. The only other TVC figure I have that has a removable helmet is the Bo-Katan and the whole head. It's a whole head swap. It's yep. not just a helmet swap. And that's what the next version of Sabine will be, a helmet swap. A head yeah. swap. Head swap, which I understand why they made it a helmet swap versus a head swap. Because you'd want her to hold, maybe want her to hold a helmet. But you're already, I, dude, that figure, 
for I think it was like twenty eight dollars, almost thirty bucks. Um, for that much money, they could have included another head and just scaled the helmet down to where you could have had her hold her helmet and made it in scale. It may not have fit her head, but then you have a helmet swap and then you have a helmet she can hold. Me, because it was a lot to me. That was a lot because you got a loath cat, you got the lightsaber, you got her backpack, you got two lightsabers, you got one with the a hilt, and then you got one with the extended, uh, with the blade out, and then you got her guns. So, it was to me that was a lot of money. You probably could have you probably could have thrown in another helmet or something in there. But there again, it's Hasbro; they're penny pinchers. Jason's trying to be positive. I can see his. I'm being positive. I, I'm I can see positive. him biting his tongue. He is biting his tongue, going, "I'm going to be positive. I'm not going to bitch about I'm Hasbro. Not going to complain. Not going to complain. Not gonna... And I also got a uh, finally got a notification that they are shipping, are getting ready to ship the Ewoks, the the <laughs> Wicket and Princess Nisa, which I've been seeing those things show up. People are showing they're showing up in stores. I don't understand why it's taking Hasbro so long to ship that stuff. When stores are getting it first. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> um, it's just like Amazon, man. It, you know, the Amazon, the Thrawn wasn't supposed to ship for another month, but it's at Target. I'm still reading uh, 40 stories celebrating 40 years of Return of the Jedi. And there are some cool stuff in here. Um, the Wicket chapter does include Nisa. She's uh -huh. like a character that's in the book, which is cool because then that means she's canon. And uh, what was the other thing? A lot of it is kind of boring fighters, uh, star fighters that you see for three seconds and then they expand for a short story. And I'm like, I, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care about this. Oh, great. You had trouble and now you joined the rebellion. It's just like the last star fighter. I'm being negative. Never mind. Right. No, dude, that's what that book is, though, because they're. I, I've only read like halfway through the Star Wars one. And one of the stories is, is there's like this guy like, Telling he's getting ready for work and then he tells his daughter goodbye and then he hip hops a ship to Alderaan and then you're like, oh. There there are some cool stories. There's a story about the stormtrooper that captures Luke Skywalker and brings in the Darth Vader. That one was good. The Ewok stuff is great. There's a city of the chapter. That's great. Uh some of the Job of the Hut stuff was great. It's just that when you get to the TIE pilots and the rebel pilots, it's like okay, it's just like the last one. Yeah. So, anyways. Get negative. Um, did you pick anything up at the auction yesterday? Um, I did not. The only thing I was interested in was that lightsaber. Uh, but then it got real hot and heavy and it got thrown in with a bunch of other crap that I didn't want. And there was a Barnum and Bailey lightsaber from 1992 that was used what Ewoks, not uh, Star Wars on Ice or whatever. It was, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know what it was. We never was able to really get. It seemed like there was two versions of it, one right. or two uses of it, one for Barnum and Bailey Circus, just uh -huh. the circus in general. Right. And then was it Star Wars Live? Yeah, or the, yeah, some kind of George Lucas show. And the stuff from that George Lucas show, because I think it was only in Japan, that stuff gets crazy. So this is probably Barnum and Bailey, though. Right. That's what I would assume. But yeah, and that got. I just felt uncomfortable spending. 100 bucks on it or i don't know what tony ended up but it i could feel it going faster and faster and faster and before you know it if me and him kept going because i think it went for what like 70 bucks something like that yeah um 
but yeah, that's the only thing that uh trying no that there yeah, the only thing I picked up was the the Galactic Heroes uh speeder bike from uh Britain because I told him that was something else I was gonna bid on, and then David just kept throwing piles of stuff on yeah. the table. It's like slow down, dude. <laughs> well, I mean, in the past when we've done auctions and he does you try to do like one or two items, you get like a dollar. So, yeah, I mean, I can yeah. kind of understand where he was going and he was smart because he's like, all right, we're going to increase the bid. So I'm going to throw more stuff on the table. All oh, the bid didn't increase. This stuff comes off the table and then, yeah, it yeah. goes to, you know, we'll worry about it later. So I kind of enjoyed it. But like when you saw something you wanted and you had to buy a lot of crap, it's like Tony was saying, he goes, I would have paid 10 more dollars not to take all the other crap. I mean, and then did, huh? Go ahead. Yeah, and then there was like a big BB-8 that came with the lot with the lightsaber, and our buddy Jordan walks in, and he looks at Jordan, and he goes, "Hey, you want a BB-8?" And Jordan's like, "Uh, sure." So he just hands it off to Jordan. I um just bought a prototype, Ooh. literally yesterday, and so my budget was extremely limited. So it was very difficult to sit there and not be able to bid on anything, especially because it was going to a good cause. Yeah, you were on my you were on my right shoulder going, do it, do it. You were playing my part. I was extremely uh limited strapped with my money. So that's why I'm like, delay the rest until November when I have more money. It's going <laughs> to the same cause. Because so. there's stuff that I want. I want that book. I want that book. <laughs> so the real reason finally comes out. No, no, no. I <laughs> that's not the only reason. Um, but yeah, so I'll talk about that when I actually get the item. Yeah, that, that was, that's a pretty cool pickup. Um, it was kind of weird. I'll get into it. I kind of will, I guess I willed into it. The existence, I have the production version sitting with my prototypes uh huh. because it meant so much as a kid, as a teen, I should say, I wasn't really a kid. I was a young teen, <laughs> but, um, yeah, so it was the only production piece in my prototype section and, uh, and now I have the prototype for that piece. So that's awesome. But yeah, so it's a good week. And uh, yeah, after that, we went to the hotel to kind of finalize plans or solidify plans some more for Rogue Fun and try to come up with a plan to see if we can get people off the wait list, which I think we have. Yeah. And then we went to a place where we're going to have a group activity, possibly. Um, I think there's probably a 65% chance it's there. Right. I the numbers changed because we were getting them confused, but it's still it's a good I think it's a good uh idea to do it there because it's it's right it's literally across the street from the uh hotel. Yeah. And uh <clears throat> so I we'll think see. it's a I, I think it's a good deal. So we'll see. It in anyway, we're we're working on something on Sunday afternoon that everybody that's still in town could be like, Hey, let's hang out. Oh, hold on, let's do it. Let's hang out for a little bit longer and uh before the weekend ends. And uh after that, I went over to AMC. And did you to... did you did you shake 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 it off? Shake it off? Yeah, of course. We <laughs> uh the family went to go see the Taylor Swift uh Eras concert movie, which I when my daughter asked me a couple months ago, she's like, Do you want to go? I'm like, Yeah, sure. I've been to you've been I've dragged you to Star Wars movies. You can drag me to Taylor Swift. And then a couple of weeks ago, they're like my wife told me, like, you do know that they're going to be screaming the songs. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> and so, yeah, it's a bunch of teenage girls who couldn't probably get to the concert. 
because it's so expensive, but you can go to the movie. Um, it, there was like birthday parties there and stuff. Um, and it was just, you know, all these teens just screaming at the top of their lungs, the Taylor Swift songs, just having the time of their life. And it's great in a world where there's so much cynicism and criticism and fighting and tension just to see people just like hang out and have pure joy singing songs. It was kind of cool to be in that environment, even though it was loud. <laughs> I told you bring earplugs, man. I did. I did. All right. I good. Didn't, I didn't use them because it oh. wasn't as loud as I thought it would be. I got you. Uh, yeah, no, it, it's cool. I, I enjoy people seeing. I enjoy seeing people release, get, being able to release like that. And it's hard. I've got to be in a certain situation. I wish I get kind of jealous because I've got to be in a certain situation before I can let that let my guard down. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, Star Wars is one of those few situations. And those early teens are like, it's a turning point where, I mean, they kind of, uh, if you've seen Inside Out, they kind of allude to it. Like the the main character, um, right? was it Riley? She, like her board changes, like inside her brain, there's just five emotions. And then it's a simple board, like, the, the the thing is like when you become a teenager you hit puberty you, you start to change and things you look at things differently yeah and like the things that you loved as a kid where you saw it through rose-colored glasses the, those glasses go away and you're more cynical you're more critical and so to see people have the time of their life before that cynicism sets in is is pretty cool I, all right I that's what say. i tell I, I try to tell my I tried to tell my my 18 year old. It's like you don't want to be an adult so soon. Enjoy being a teenager because yeah. you only have 17 years of being a teenager and being a kid. And then you turn 18, 19, and then you've got 50, 60 years of being an adult yeah. and you never get to be a teenager again. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You can't go back. Right. So, yeah, it was cool. And she's, uh, Taylor Swift is, I don't know how she does it, like three hours shows, night after night after night, all summer long. Like, it was kind of amazing to watch. <laughs> she didn't seem exhausted at all either. Well, it's it's being in really good shape. And I'm sure she, uh, when you're having people pay hundreds of dollars a ticket to see you perform yeah. live, that you're definitely... Uh, you know, making sure you're in shape and putting on a good performance. And well, I don't want to, you know, I know a lot of people at that level will lip sync, but I don't think she lip syncs. If she does, it's very minimal. I was looking at that. I'm like, is she lip syncing? Because I know Britney Spears used to do it all the time, but I don't right. think she's lip syncing. I think she's hitting those notes. And... Then that's even more incredible. Because yeah. I mean, it dancing like that and singing like that is is insanely hard. Well, thank you for listening to Swifties <laughs> Galaxy Podcast. I'm joking. <laughs> hey, I, I, you know, I, yeah. What? I'm not a big Swiftie. I'm not, I don't even, I don't like her, but it does. You, you kind of like, you, you get the songs. You're like, damn it. I'm singing that Swiftie song. No. So I can definitely feel, uh, feel it. It was funny because last night on the chat, because there's a Saturday night chat and uh, they were talking about going to see Swiftie. Like, yeah, she's, my- she's doing like six dates in Ontario or something. 
Yeah. She's doing Ontario, Miami, and Indianapolis. Okay. I'd rather oh, go to Miami. But, um, yeah, I, I just associate her with my daughters because they've been listening to Taylor Swift for forever, it seems like. And, right. So. No, that's all. I mean, dude, I, I, I'm, you know, you do get the best dad award for doing that. So (laughs) I'd like to thank my girls (laughs) for this award. Right. You do get the best dad award because you guys do have fun. It it does. uh, You know, it always seems like y'all are having fun. Yeah. So anyways, so there was a meetup yesterday. There was a meetup at second chance. It was cool. It was yeah. fun. I always appreciate their hospitality. Um, they provided lunch. They provided an auction, which benefits one of our members who's in need right now. Yeah. Um, but it was great to see everyone. Terry, I haven't seen since the summer social, so it was great to see him. Um, it's always good to see Tony and Doug yeah. and, and the whole group. Jordan showed up for a few minutes. I felt bad because it's like, I'm glad to see you. I got to go <laughs> well he knew because we had talked to him the night before and he was like yeah i'm gonna show up late so i yeah. mean at, at least with something like when it when you have it at a neutral location like second chance you could show up late and not feel bad uh because then you can hang out at second chance because there's always stragglers uh hanging out checking out the store uh and it when you have it at a neutral location like that you do seem to have more people come out mm-hmm. which is always nice would have been cool if we had someone new. Yeah. But unfortunately. It's, I, I, I got to blame the Facebook algorithms. And I don't know if we're the people that the club are picking up new is because of Rogue Fun. We're not picking anybody up because of anything we're doing locally. It's all like people out of state or people that are really too far away to come up for a for a meetup for yeah. a single for, a you know, a normal meetup. Yeah. I don't know. We've been dealing. I don't I don't know how to fix that. And it's since the pandemic, it's something we've been dealing with. And I have no clue how to fix it. I mean, we're doing our best college effort to try to get people involved. If if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. But it's not because of us lack of trying. Correct. Uh, Yeah. So, yeah, there's a trying to. So, yeah, we did the we did uh, what what. So what was the coolest thing you saw in the in the in the auction? I mean that lightsaber was pretty cool, the Barnum and Bailey one. Yeah, that was probably the pretty cool, uh, the coolest one. And then he had some props. He had a couple of prop rifles. Um, one that what was it, Ara yeah. Singh, and then Ara one that Singh. we, one that we thought might have been a Jawa. I mean, not a Jawa, a sand person or Tuscan Raider, but you couldn't, we couldn't place it. Yeah. It had, they, did, go ahead. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, no. but no, they they bought a whole lot from a dude. And he's a big anime guy, and in it was some Star Wars stuff and that Ara Singh blaster. It's like life size, made out of aluminum and, and wood. It's a mixture of both. And there was a a wooden, and and these are like six feet long. Like these are huge blasters and rifles. And there's one that kind of looked like a, a a Tuscan Raider, like you're saying, but it really wasn't. Like you yeah. could you could say, okay, I guess a Tuscan Raider could carry that, but. Also, like it could have been from an anime movie that we don't know about. It might not be related to Star Wars at all, so we don't know. But yeah. those were cool. I was thinking I'd like that Ara Singh, but couldn't get that. And then he had some big figs in there uh, from Jack's Pacific. I was going to say specific Pacific um, that I want to repurpose for Rogue Fun. 
and, and yeah. paint them in a, a different uh, color to um, just add to the ambiance of the room. Dude, I can't wait to see what you do with all that stuff because it's that it's going to be pretty crazy. Yeah. So I got to take those apart, prime them, paint them, put them back together. Oh, you're going to do that big of a deal with them. Yeah. This is a well, premium. Soko well, Soko don't do anything half-assed. This is a premium event. This is not a meetup. This is uh roll all the stops, uh spare no effort. Um cuz there's only we the spare one. spare no expense. Spare no expense, spare no effort. We got to watch the expenses though, but Yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, uh yeah, so I we've got that to play with now, so that's cool. Yeah. Um yeah, speaking of spared no expense, uh, this, we're going to beep and um, Jurassic Park. Yeah, we're going to we're going to go off the rails for a second. So in Jurassic Park, when the is it's Hammond, right? No, no, no. The main character, the guy that did the old man that did the park. John Hammond. John yeah, Hammond. All right. So I was right. It was Dr. Hammond. When he's doing like they're doing the presentation. Did he expect to be there every presentation so they can prick his finger? No. Because <laughs> no. the way it feels is it's like he's going to do eight shows a day or eight shows a week of getting his finger pricked for the. No, uh, I just assume that's just for the the start of the park for like the, the grand, the previews and grand opening. But he's there's no way the CEO of a major corporation that's cloning dinosaurs can be there every time it was. It was just for that one time. I got you. A any other Jurassic Park questions? <laughs> uh, no, I don't That's think so. Really good book. Which one? Jurassic, Jurassic Park? Park. I should read that. I've read it like twice already. Sometimes. Yeah, I enjoyed the book. Um, yeah, I mean, the, 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 the thing that I remember about Jurassic Park is it came out the day I graduated high school. So I went see it because you, you, you do like your graduation uh rehearsal in the morning and then you have like the afternoon to yourself so me and a buddy went see jurassic park because we had read the book to see the movie did you nerds uh, nerds did you watch the mortis trilogy uh i did a few weeks ago i did not okay. rewatch it for this but i it's still fresh in my head yeah it was uh so i don't want to do a play-by-play -play. i did watch it this morning all three episodes and it's tough to think like this because everybody, spoiler, if you haven't seen the Mortis arc, uh, the father, the son, and the daughter both die. In the all end. three of them? No. Yeah. The son? So. At the end of the arc, uh, the father kills himself and Anakin stabs the son. Okay. Leaving Mortis just kind of without the people putting balance in the force. Okay. And so it's like, um, is that what did because he was in the Clone Wars? Did Balin hear about this whole thing? You know, was there some sort of report made to Yoda? Hey, we went to this weird planet, and Balin heard about it, and Balin made it his life quest to bring balance to the Force after Order sixty six. Maybe it. It always seems like you have that one oddball that thinks he can fix everything in every movie. So that may be what Balin's thinking. Um, right at the start of the whole arc, though, Ahsoka said she saw a reflection on a mountain, uh -huh. which is what we saw Balin see in Ahsoka. Right, and there's actually you see that same scene from in the in the Mortis arc, right? Or the same 
I think Anakin or something looks and sees that same beacon. I don't I don't know if it's the exact there was same. A, there was a beacon. There was like a diamond shaped thing on top of the mortuary mortuary. Uh-huh. Um sanctuary, whatever, that was glowing, which did look like a beacon, but whatever Ahsoka saw, you don't really see. She's just like, I saw a reflection on the mountain. Okay. And that's at the beginning. That's at the very, very beginning when they first get to Mortis. Yeah, because when let's let's talk about how they get to Mortis first, because they're they're um trying to hook up with Captain Rex, and then all of a sudden they're in this other realm that they don't know what what they're in. Yeah, it was a Jedi um distress code from two thousand years ago in a specific location. So they sent Anakin, Obi-Wan, and Ahsoka to that location. Uh Rex is there in a ship, but he doesn't see Anakin. Anakin is there in his ship, but he doesn't see Rex. Yeah. And the next thing they see is this diamond-shaped uh craft almost that's just floating in space. And it opens up and they get sucked in and they are on Mortis. And at one point, the father did did say that they removed themselves from the universe. Right. Uh, just because they could um bring destruction and havoc to to it based on what they do, because they're they're essentially force gods. Right, which is what George Lucas wanted was force yeah. gods. So Maybe there's an entry point to wherever they isolated themselves on Pergola. What was it called? The planet from Ahsoka? Uh, that sounds right. Peridia. Peridia. <laughs> Peridia. Thank you. Pergola. Pergola is like a. Yeah, I know. Uh, some kind of covering. Yeah. You put on your porch. Yeah. Peridia. And so, yeah, maybe there's an entry point there to maybe that's where they decided to exit the planet. Or someone was, there's no mention of the mother in any of those three episodes. Right. I think Peridia may be where they in imprisoned the mother. <clears throat> there, yeah. Because she's a day imprisoned her in, in a planet somewhere. And apparently it's, there's some EU stuff that you can see and read in, up on it, but I haven't done enough reading. I've just done, done like Wikipedia, Wikipedia on it. I guess I'll have to track that down because um, there's no mention of the mother anywhere. And so maybe that's where the father's pointing to the tomb of the mother and the, the light was the mother calling to somebody to come save her or something. Right. Or it could have been the fountain because there's also a fountain of knowledge, too. But we're we're getting like real hot and heavy. That's getting far into the weeds. <laughs> like, we're getting into the weeds, man. People and were that's something we talked about last night or yesterday at the thing at, at the meetup. It's like, did did Filoni go too far into the weeds with the Ahsoka show? And that's why people don't like it. That's yeah. why it's getting bad reviews because people didn't understand it. And the minute I knew the Ahsoka show was coming out, it's like, y'all need to watch Rebels. Y'all at least to watch Rebels. And and Disney's done such a good job of this is what you need to watch. And not, you know, you don't have to out watch hour, you know, 20 hours of content. You can watch three or four and be caught up. But anyway, or at least watch the Mortis arc because I made my wife watch the Mortis arc and I don't think she caught it. Yeah, I was a little concerned with the reception of Ahsoka. Um, just a little, in general, just concerned with the health of Star Wars as a franchise. Um, you know, but in general, just more more specifically with Ahsoka, like I was surprised to see people come at it wishy washy. You know, they didn't like it. They didn't like it. They didn't like it. Like you hear, you see a lot of that stuff online. Yeah. 
Um, and then I don't know a lot of it is, oh, it's the cool thing to dish on Star Wars now. So that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. Like how much is that just pile on? Right. Like how much is it genu- genuine and how much is just pile on every it's it's cool to like to hate Star Wars. I get clicks when I hate Star Wars and um, I'm going to hate Star Wars right now. <laughs> but we love Star Wars. I so love Star to, Wars. Yeah. I like the Soka. I don't. I enjoyed it. I, but we were also talking like with all these streaming shows, um, how many of them, how many of these eight episode limited series or, you know, even just some of these shows, the season, first, all seasons are eight episodes. How many of them are actually good throughout the entire thing? Right. And it might just be a nature of that format where, you take a two-hour movie, you stretch it out eight hours, and you try to add a little bit to it, but some of that's going to take away because it's filler. Right. I mean, you're yeah, you're never going to have eight solid episodes throughout uh, anything. Yeah. So you got to you got to it's it's all going to ebb and flow. And I, the first few episodes of Ahsoka, I was thought was they were all it was all. Like I said before, it, it was all world building. And then when when it was time to go, it was awesome. I mean, it got mm-hmm. that much better. But anyway, um, I don't know. I, I don't like the eight episode arcs. I wish it was longer. I wish it was 10 or 12 episodes. But then you're talking more money. And I think you've got all these streaming platforms that are already kind of penny pinching. And if they're like, we can get it done with eight, we'll get it done with eight versus 12. I would prefer them to do mini movies like just make a straight to Disney plus movie instead of making an eight hour or an eight episode arc. Like just make a two hour Ahsoka movie. That's stripped down. You could use the volume um, and just throw it on Disney plus like they do with lady in the tramp. They made a straight to Disney plus lady in the tramp. And I don't know, maybe they don't get the clicks like they, they do with uh streaming movies or yeah, streaming I, TV shows. I would like to see a three hour movie, but whatever. Because I don't think you could have accomplished all that in two and a half hours or two hours. Probably not, but maybe you could. Like yeah. Obi-Wan was a movie that stretched out to six episodes. Right. Obi-Wan, I think you as... could have done a two-hour movie. See? See? Yeah. Like, it would be great to do something like uh, Tales from Jabba's Palace or Tales from Most Eisley Cantina, where you're just little snippets here and there of all the different aliens and showing their... Because they're already doing like the cartoon version of that. They've done the the Jedi Tales, uh, right? And then they're doing it in Marvel. Yeah, the what if and stuff. But yeah, but I would like a like a mini movie or not a mini movie, a movie in a limited series. I don't know yeah. what I'm saying. Forget it. <laughs> and you threw something. That's awesome. Frustrated with myself. But yeah, uh, the other thing with Mortis, they brought Liam Neeson back in Pernilla August, uh, Shmi Skywalker, to do mm-hmm. voices for Mortis, which made it seem like it was a bigger event than than just a normal episode of The Clone Wars. Like they invested their budget to get Liam Neeson's in. Right. Now, yeah, I, I think it's a it's a part that it it's something that people throw away because it's so odd. But then again, they're bringing it back. So you, it's something you need to pay attention to. Yeah. Well, it's definitely worth a dive. Um, there's like each episode was contained within itself. You know, right. At the, at the end, uh, Anakin, Obi-Wan and Ahsoka, they leave. 
of the planet and then the next episode they crash back down into the planet so it's like each episode is contained and um it worked well for what they were it's kind of also cool to see like there was some money used on that show even though it didn't look like it was expensive animation compared to rebels and the bad batch Mm -hmm. uh it's it's a bigger scope like they're willing it takes time and money to invest into some scenes and environment uh lothal i think they were stuck on lothal not because the story demanded it but the budget did where they couldn't use backgrounds so they just had these expansive fields with a couple stones sticking out and and a highway that went nowhere and a highway that went to a communication tower (laughs) ted but so back to back to mortis trilogy yeah thriller trilogy yes yes what about it I don't know. We were we were like halfway. We were going down a good path, and then we went off where, path. Or I'd, the the was it the con? What is the convict? The convicts? The the bird? The owl thing that follows around? The, the Morai. 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 Where did that come into play? Because that doesn't show up anywhere in the show. It doesn't show up in in the Morai. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember because the. The bird doesn't show up until Rebels, right? It starts circling above. Right. I, I don't think so. I don't remember where it planet. comes in. Because people had, I have heard, I'd heard that it was um, signifying the daughter. But yeah, you don't, it doesn't show up till like Rebels. You're right. Uh, I, I thought it, I assumed it showed up in the Mortish arc, but it doesn't. It doesn't. Which, that's hmm. interesting. Inter- interesting. Maybe I need to. Double back, a double back on rebels now, and and watch those special arcs or something. Let me, see. Um, yeah, I don't know, um, but yeah, yeah I'm the, more I fandom Wikipedia, 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 Wikipedia. female convoy, the spirit. Yeah, it just says the uh, a force wielder from it's uh, it's with spiritual ties to them. Daughter, a force wielder, wielder from Mortis. She appears in various descriptions of the force wielders alongside the daughter. It is believed by some she is a conveyor in the uh, in the depictions uh, was a servant of the daughter or even a manifestation of the daughter herself in another form. Yeah, uh, it says she became a friend of of Ahsoka from the daughter who transferred her life's essence into her prior to her death. Which to accompany and watch over Ahsoka. So I think I need a connection between because there is that that moment where the life force gets transferred, but I don't see like the the bird coming out anywhere um, in the arc. Yeah, it says it looks like appearances. It says victory and death in the Clone Wars, which uh, I believe I don't know which Clone Wars. Okay. Maybe the Mortis trilogy is actually a four quartet. What oh, it's it? season season seven, episode twelve is when, and then it shows up in the mystery of Chopper Base as like the first appearance. So it would make sense that because episode or season seven of Clone Wars came out after Rebels yeah. started. All right, I'll and then Twilight and of the Prince. There was definitely in that one. And then in the world between worlds and wolves on a door, she was on the mural. Yeah. And then it says okay. that it was in the Mandalorian. 
Was it when the yeah. in the, the Jedi. episode with the Jedi? Yeah. It was definitely in an Ahsoka. Yeah. That last episode. That last it, episode. So yeah, it, it just it seemed to shake her a little bit when she saw it. Yep. I guess the other question I have about the the final episode and the final scene, did Ahsoka see Anakin? Because I think it's unclear to me because she kind of looks around like like she knows something's about, but she kind of she's it looks like she's looking at Anakin, but then she breaks and she starts looking around like she knows something's about. Which makes me wonder: Did she even see Anakin? Was it Sabine that saw the tw- the twinkle? in the starlight in the shadow and Ahsoka's like, Oh, I bet you that means Anakin's around right now. She, she, uh, crossed her arms and pointed and smiled so much that you don't know what she was looking at. That's like her, her trademark. She didn't really, she didn't point, but you know, I didn't, I I didn't mean point, but you know what I mean? She did the whole thing where she crossed her eyes and crossed her arms and did that head nod thing. That's like Ahsoka's trademark. So you, I don't know why she did it. So she could have done it just because, Hey, this is how hell it was a better, way to end the episode than everybody laughing yeah i'm tired <laughs> of the 80s yeah yeah i'm yeah flip boca boba fett but i'm tired <laughs> of the 80s parodies of like every star wars show that comes out now no it's this the 80s sitcom opening of ahsoka you right. know what i'm talking about yeah well i mean they did it on book of boba fett and they did it on the end of the mandalorian. mandalorian where they yeah. circle no no white- no that's what? that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the parody stuff. Oh, oh yeah, where like on TikTok or whatever. They like take family uh, full house style yeah. introductions and they turn it into Star Wars things. The joke is over now, guys. We don't need <laughs> to do that for every Star Wars show. You don't do that with with Marvel stuff. You don't do that with any other show. Just chill out with the 80 version of sitcom Star Wars. Right. Too sorry many to be... cooks. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's just I'm just when I see them now, I'm like, oh, God, please stop. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm crabby. <laughs> you need more coffee, Jason? Do you need to go to Starbucks? I probably don't need more coffee. I've had enough coffee this morning. Can we talk about Rogue Fun some more? Is that what you need? No. Um, I, I guess we can talk about our first panelist because by the time this airs, or do you want to finish the Mortis arc? Are we done with the I don't Mortis? Have anything else. I just had a couple notes and we've talked about it. I just want to make sure because we were like excited to talk about it. And we just, I don't know if we covered enough of it. Yeah, I was excited about it. And <laughs> there's really not much to it because at the end, they all die. There's yeah, no opening. I, you don't see the convex or not the convex, the Morai. Morai. But I think the, and there's some questions about what the, is it a Morai? Is it a convex? Like it's both. It's it, it 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 it's tied to the daughter. Yeah, it's tied to the daughter, and like you don't see a transformation where the the bird suddenly emerges out of Ahsoka and starts following her around. Um, the father it maybe took a minute to get there. The father, the daughter, the son—they all die. Yeah, and it's just it felt like it was over, but. It doesn't seem like it's over because Ahsoka's leading into that. Well, here's here's a thought, because we brought it up yesterday, and I've heard it before, because, you know, Anakin didn't want to become the father. Yes. But I think, and this may come into play, when he died, he didn't have a choice. But, so he died and becomes the father automatically or something along those lines. 
I guess the question that I have are are the father, the the daughter, and the son um just force users that became so proficient in the force they became force gods. Um they have no reflection in the actual Star Wars universe. Uh, they're dead, so they they're inconsequential. They don't have any purpose. They don't have any effect to our heroes. None of that stuff is answered. It seems like it's all wrapped up at the end of the Mortis trilogy, which I I enjoy watching. But at the end, I don't have this feeling like there's going to be ripple effects for the next twenty years in the Star Wars galaxy. No, it seems like they've wrapped it all up. And yeah. and and you're also at the end of it, you're like, what the hell did I just watch? Because it is some weird stuff. Yeah. Even in the middle of it, you're watching it going, I don't understand this. And I yeah. love Star Wars and I don't understand what they're doing. Yeah. From a 20,000 mile high um, view on the thing, like right. you don't understand what they're doing. And now I think people are going to go back and pick it apart. Because we're going to have several years. No, people aren't going to do that. People are probably already doing it. I'm waiting for the TikTok videos. Well, the irony is that we're doing that. <laughs> yeah. We're doing it right now. We're doing it very crappily, but we're doing it. Crappily. We just invented a word. <laughs> from what I understand about, there's like the something called the fountain of knowledge. And that's what the mother drinks from, which causes her to become more powerful than the father, son, and daughter. And in the father, son, and daughter trap her in a planet, which could be Peridia. And that's what Balin's going after is to release the daughter, the mother. And then you're, I think you're going to have something to where, You've got Anakin and Ahsoka being the father and the daughter, and then Balin's trying to become the son or something like that. And then you're going to, it's going to, that may be what happens to Ahsoka. I, I That's why you, you never see her again, which mm-hmm. would be very upsetting to me to not see, uh, you know, like Sabine back on planet, you know, back in the normal galaxy. Yeah. I, I don't know. There's so much stuff. I mean, you know, you could, and then we also heard a theory. Tony came up with a theory. He's like, "This is my head canon, is that they're going to go to between the, in the world between worlds, and then come back out in a normal galaxy, and then Hu Yang is going to take twenty years to pilot back." Maybe, <laughs> maybe. I, but I have a feeling like it would be so easy for Ezra to get back onto one of the the Purgles and fly back out to that galaxy and be like, "Hey, jump in, let's go," and then they just yeah. turn around and go back. But they destroyed the Purgles. Not destroyed the Purgles, but they're. I mean, what did what did Thrawn do to the Purgles with the the land, the the mines? They he scared them off. So are they going to go back? Are they going to go back to that planet? But I think Ezra could like use the Force and push everything aside, or they could swallow a a, like a a ship that can destroy mines or something, or could just deflect mines and. Or maybe use magnets to attract them and then fly off and then blow up and clear a... a do I have to think of everything, man? Yes, you do. Or uh, Ezra could get a Jedi backpack, you know, or Mandalorian backpack with his biker scout helmet and ride a yeah. whale, like this we is, were saying. This is the way. Yes. Oh, it's going to be... It's going to be something really effed up like that. So, like, Skeleton Crew should tie into this stuff, and the Acolyte should tie into this stuff, too. So... No, the Acolyte's not tying into no, it? No, Acolyte, I think, is a standalone that takes place 100 years. It's the end of the High Republic. Uh-huh. Um, so this whole High Republic thing that they started, it ends with the Acolyte. 
I mean, they can continue telling their stories, but when you look at it from you know a mile high, it's you know the last section of the High Republic. They could still tell Middle Republic stories, I guess, if they wanted to. But this takes place a hundred years before the Phantom Menace, and it will tie into the dark side, the Sith growing in power. So it should kind of tie into the rise of the Sith, but it doesn't have anything to do with the Mandalorian universe. Right. Do you think they did bring up, well, Dave Filoni has nothing to do with it, so they wouldn't yeah. do uh, the Mortis no. arc. You don't think Mortis would get brought up Same because that like... is sort of supposed to be the X-Files version. So yeah. this is the Acolytes where you're, you're uh, dealing with the weird crap. Andor had nothing to do with the Mandalorian, and I think same thing with the Acolyte. Mon Mothma was in Andor. It had everything to do with the Mandalorian. It's got, no, but it doesn't tie in. There's no consequence in that show to the Mandalorian universe. Right. Um, the consequence there led into the uh, A New Hope kind of Rogue One. Right. But yeah, Skeleton Crew, I can't say 100% with certainty that it's going to affect the Mandalorian universe, but it does take place during this time period with the Mandalorian. Well, and also the way that they did Book of Boba Fett, that they could throw a couple of episodes into anything. They showed that. I think the I think the Book of Boba Fett and Ahsoka is preparing us for what to look forward to in the future, where they may throw an episode of something in the middle of something else to where you've got to pay attention. Yeah. So I think that's that's my opinion. I don't think it's it's I don't think the accolades completely tied to what's going on in Ahsoka and Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett. Okay. Well, read the announcement. Yeah, I'm excited about this because he's uh, a friend and a uh, former interviewee, uh, guest host. Yeah, he's been on the show a few times. You know him as Kieti Randy on Facebook, Jerry Hancock. Uh, his his panel's called Santa Shopped There, Star Wars and the Golden Age of the Sears Wish Book. This panel examines the history of Sears of the Sears Wish Book and how it helped expand the hottest toy line in the galaxy following following the success of the Star Wars early bird campaign. Kenner continued to use the power of mail mail order as a means to market oh, I just close it market exclusives <laughs> and previews preview new releases during the holiday season. So it's going to be all about the Wish Book and Sears uh, as you probably remember um he uh, wrote his master's thesis on sears and uh talked about its cultural impact on america uh specifically the american south because that's where he he lived he conducted interviews with dozens of former sears employees and executives while researching that thesis so if there's anybody who can talk about the sears wish book um it would be him because he is the guy who knows yeah he actually uh there's a place in Atlanta. It's now called Pont City Market, but it was the originally the Sears uh cat or Sears corporate office. And he's like they did a book a few years ago and he I, I did a bunch of research with the guys. Uh I don't have I, I'm a bad guy because I don't know what it's called, but it's Pont City Market, Pont City Market book. I bet I could look it up and Oh, I have the book right here. It's uh Pont City Market, the rise, fall, and rebirth of Atlanta's largest building. There you go. So it, it's I, I enjoyed because um, hold on, because then it, it was also it was Ponce. It was the Sears thing. Then East, then the police station or city of Atlanta took it over. And then when right before they turned it into Ponce City Market, they kind of opened it up 
so you can go buy like their surplus. So I was in there. I went in there just to look and it's a pretty cool building. Uh, and now it's turned into a multi-use facility thing. Like they do, they, they do with everything in Atlanta nowadays. It's mm-hmm. like, Oh, it's a historic building. We can't tear it down. Let's turn it into apartments. Yay. Yay. Hold on. Where is it? Come on. There it is. That's a great audio gag. <laughs> it's a great audio gag. Sorry. I, so Mac, the, the what I keep doing, Mac did an update and you can do gestures. So if you give it two thumbs up, it gives you uh, uh, fi- start uh, fireworks. So I was doing the fireworks, but it takes like 10 seconds to recognize that you're doing a gesture and it doesn't work for a podcast, but it's fun when you're doing video. <laughs> so that's what I keep doing. Yeah. So. That's our first panel. I'm excited about it. It'll be the first panel of the day. Um, we'll be kicking things off with uh, with that panel, with Jerry's panel. So it's shaping up. It's, it's yeah. I'm pretty excited. It's gonna be it's gonna be a good good uh, time. We secured two guests this week, so we can't announce anything yet. But do know that we do have two special guests. Right, and there is a waiting list. So the way things are going, get on the waiting list because it probably we could probably fulfill the waiting list but we don't know yet so definitely well, if we get uh, a rush of 20 people we can't fulfill the wait list i'll tell you that right much. exactly but you know if we keep it to where it's at we should be okay so put your name on the waiting list no promises no promises, no promises no promises but that's our disclaimer no promises. we can't promise anything but we we can't no we don't know if you want to come if you're not on the list so put your name on the list yeah you could come, but we can't promise you're going to come. Right, <laughs> it's exactly. like going back and forth. Yes, you, no. You're going to have to stay in the in the hallway and just listen. Yes, you can come, but the asterisk disclaimer is you probably won't be able to come. Right. Anyways, anything else? No, no. no. Yeah, I was, I was bummed that there was no new Star Wars this week. At least we have Loki, but we don't have new Star Wars. Dude, Loki. I um. Yeah. I don't know. Loki confuses me, but I think it's just it's jumping back and forth and I'm not I don't know the Marvel timeline. Yeah. Uh so it it's a very confusing show to me, but I just kind of force my way through it because it it's enjoyable and it's new content and there's not a whole lot of new stuff being produced right now. Yep. I like it. I'm following along. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for listening to the Smugglers Galaxy podcast. If you could please leave a like and a five-star review of the show anywhere you listen to podcasts if it's allowed really helps us out helps people find our show you can listen you can find us on facebook instagram and youtube send us an email or message us we'd love feedback we'd love to make you part of the show our email address is smugglersgalaxy at gmail.com thank you to alfonso riviera for the smugglers galaxy logo thank you to levi waterhouse for the music people collect for the love of it hashtag vote with your wallet uh should i include sabine will be on next week right now i I think you should just say shake 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 it off shake it off Pass on what you've learned. Be a positive force in the collecting community. This is the way. This is the way.